Welcome back, Anto. How are we doing? Good. Good? Good. Feel nice? Yeah. Mike, how about you? You guys are just matching Good with your little man. glasses. No, this, he's trying to they, match me. This is a new little podcast, just us three, right? The three best friends. Oh, yeah? Oh, three right. best friends. Well, what do you call us friends, Anto? I don't know. Let's not, let's not exaggerate, co-workers. okay? Co-workers. Co-workers. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Did you see the Champions League draw? Yeah. What'd you think? I, I well, you honest. weren't part of the Champions League well, draw. Listen, oh, okay, that's a, see, that's what you call friends. That's what he tried okay, to do. He's going to do that too before we started. He well, you that. didn't even own the champ. You didn't even play in any cups, okay? He, he's as, ma- as many European competitions as swallowed. This, this is, is the only oh, cup. Oh my god! Anyway, uh, a little. Uh, I mean, what you can expect? I mean, uh, you have to be able to, uh, to to match up with any any team at this time. I mean, at this point, mm. you know, Barcelona not a big deal, but it's going to be tough. I'm it's surprised be- people being uh, like uh, surprised that it was a tough draw. My thought is, when you finish second, you can't complain. Yeah, because you, you have fin- the toughest ones. You exactly. have the toughest opponents. If you finish first and then you get a tough team, it's yeah. like, oh, it's unfortunate. Yeah. When you finish second, you're automatically you're putting expected. yourself in a yeah. position. I actually don't think it went bad for us, what? except Lazio, bro. Okay, but again, I was already assuming that Lazio's not going to go through. Mm. They needed. They needed like you needed more of a. I would be more surprised if they got a really good draw. I guess I should put well, it like yeah, that. Yeah, obviously, but they could have got a more favorable team. But what did also. you expect? What did you think they were going to get? No, Listen, yeah, I get it. I thought I was scared that Barcelona the other teams. Or I didn't want to get. They're just a you know they they tough team. They're tough team. Okay, Inter, you think he's got a, a red carpet to just walk through? It's not going to happen. The like only that. thing that scares me, too, is the, the La Liga teams. Uh, Serie got two of them, and they usually struggle with La Liga teams from the past. Always, I don't know what it always. is. Uh, the style of play or something, it scares me. I asked that. Giuseppe Rossi that. He said that uh, when he was at Villarreal, I think he said like five out of six games, he beat Italian teams. Mm-hmm. And he even couldn't put his finger on what it is. I, I think it's a way that they hold possession of the ball. Like, tactically, we're really good, but... We don't often get like dominated, but once they start passing the ball, we're uh, we're, we're difficult. Let's, let's break down each one. Mm-hmm. So Inter got Atletico in case anyone missed it. Napoli got Barcelona. Um, Lazio got Bayern Munich. Let's keep going down the list. Uh, Milan got Rennes. Mm-hmm. Roma got Feyenoord again, they, and uh, we don't know Atalanta and Fiorentina. They moved to the next round, so they didn't have to go through the exactly. draw. Let's mm-hmm. start off with the top: Inter and Atletico Madrid. Which, it's tough. I'll agree with you. Atletico's a tough team. They're in amazing form. Griezmann scoring. Morata scoring goals. Simeone knows Inter extremely well. He's put it together. I was looking into them a little bit, though. Their away form is is not uh, mm-hmm. as great. They're very good at home, though. Mm-hmm. They're super dominant. And Inter probably prefer to play against a team that holds the ball rather than a team that's like a bunch of grinders and like can sit back in a low block. But I still feel confident with this Inter side. I feel confident amongst... Anyone that you go against. Yeah, yeah. I think for this one, I definitely think it's more favorable for Inter's side. Yeah, it's a La Liga team and stuff. But this is not the same Atletico from the years past. And if you would have to pick one team uh, that can really give it to Atletico, I I would say Inter for sure. Because I think they're solid in every position. And I think uh, Simeone is going to really struggle against uh, this Inter side. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody will be struggling against Inter. You have to see the status of form of the team at the time that they're going to get to me. Let's say you got a couple injuries on on the Atletico side or maybe a couple injuries on the inter side if those are key players or key injuries that can uh, you know that can determine uh, yeah. you know the outcome Still a few of, months uh, till the game's that's what I'm saying yeah. so I said you're going to see how healthy and how well the team is being playing at yeah. the time that they're going to match up sure. again they're going to just the face only, each the other the only out. thing is when you watch Inter's uh, you look at the communication you look at the injuries that they had they played this weekend 
um, against Lazio's side, which I know Lazio's not doing good, but Inter hasn't won there since 2018. Mm. They went there without a right wing back. I mean, Darmian hasn't played right wing back very often. They had Dumfries and Cuadrado both out. They're still missing center backs. So Inter, they keep saying that they're in a not a great moment with in terms of missing players mm-hmm. and in terms of the way that they play. Because again, it was almost picture uh, perfect of exactly what happened against Napoli. The exact same game where Lazio's playing, playing, playing. They make one mistake. Inter's so good at capitalizing. So when you play against a team like that for Inter, they're still mm-hmm. not even at their best form, yet they're getting results. So by February, they could be even better than what we're looking at right now. And they're already amazing. 11 clean sheets in 16 games in the Serie A. 39 goals scored. You, you can't stop them. I mean, one thing one thing that really gets me, gets to me, I mean, I, I do not understand. How do you let you drop the level of concentration and you give Lautaro that, that, that gold platter oh, yeah. goal in the first the first half? You, you don't do Maru things Sitch, right? like that. Maru because, up, you know, up to that point, it was it was not a bad game. I mean, Lazio was, was countering, and uh, you know, all of a sudden yeah. you put yourself on the position now that you have to catch up, and then you have to open up, and you have to just uh, take risk, and then that what happened. Then you get punished. So uh, I don't know. I think uh, Lazio, Lazio just. Uh, I don't. I didn't even realize that Luis Alberto was on the bench until almost. Uh, the, you know, before the goal, I said, "What? Luis Alberto is not part of the squad." <clears throat> and then he was brought in when it was too late. So, what are you going to do with that? He's always had issues with uh, Maurizio Sarri. Uh, it seems like it's opening up a new one. They said that it was managing energy levels, uh, fatigue. But I mean, you don't uh, you don't turn over against uh, Inter, especially because Lazio is desperate for points. Things are not being. They just tied Verona. They lost that late to go the right before that. They tied to Verona, mm-hmm. ten men Verona. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they yeah, were yeah, desperate. Yeah, You're right. playing at home. You needed something. That's the the bad feeling I have about uh about Lazio going up against Bayern Munich. I mean, what are, what are we gonna say about this game? Didn't, wait, didn't now that I think about it, didn't they play a few years ago, like three or four years ago, with the same matchup? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think right? they play. I think they played three times. They mm-hmm. always get matched up. It's I'm pretty sure it was like three or four same. years ago. Lazio never makes it true. They, they, they would never make I it. Mean, a t- I mean, there's a... Bayern are one of the favorites them. to win it all at the end of the day. So how much are we really expecting? Hey, but listen, Lazio, Lazio. I mean, uh, player to player. You, you need a very a very good day. I mean, you, you have a... Yeah. You, you, you get lucky. They need a miracle. A miracle. Yeah. Against Bayern Munich? A red card or an handball uh, I know, or anything like that. Anything like anything anything right you, you have to believe it, Mike. I mean, uh, uh, is Lazio uh, as a tough draw? Yes. But did you go over there already uh, with the idea that you you know you're gonna you just fold and no, no you just go okay. over there and uh, you know yo they sit eleventh place in Serie A mm-hmm. they sit in the bottom half of the table the right side like they look at it in Italy and that the, is absurd and they were second last year do you believe this thing here oh my god and no, they really didn't no lose Euro. crazy amount yeah no Europe. But that's I mean, a big, but that's a huge aspect. Their, a lot of it's gonna be their saving about. grace. Go through Bayern Munich, and we'll forgive you. We'll forgive you for screwing up. Yeah, then, I don't uh, know. Maybe we'll, in one game, not two games. I, I think if Lazio did not qualify, <laughs> not in not in fifty not games. If, if we get one, I'm just saying if we're gonna say we gotta say sure, Lazio could have hope. Could have hope to be to put themselves on the AC Milan position because AC Milan. I was hoping for AC Milan to go completely out because he said at least we concentrate on the Campionato. Not that we wanna, we're gonna win, but at least on the Champions League, making the you know the top four. But Lazio, Lazio, they, they got themselves now in the predicament because uh, they, they go out. Let's say they go out. Let's say they, I know when <coughs> they're going to get out. Okay? Let's say it. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm wrong, to be honest with you. What's your percentage? But for Lazio, eh, we're giving 15, 20, yeah. 20%. Oh, let's think of that. 80, 20. 80-20. So. We're being nice. So Let us go, know in the comments if, if you go, agree. If they go out, at least it might be for them uh, 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 
that is not going to be an excuse, even though it's going to be late into the season. It's not going to be a, a, for them an excuse to say, "Hey, now we're going to try to make up either a UEFA a UEFA spot or a Champions League." Yeah. Champions League, I think they out. Imagine yeah. Sadi plays uh, a B, the B team if against. Sadi still the coach. That's I don't think they will. Yeah. I don't think they will. You're right. You're right. If they might the be sacking In a couple himself. of months, a lot can happen. <laughs> I thought. I thought we got rid of that word from your vocabulary. Sacking. I said sacking. Terminating. Sacking. It will be terminating himself. That's, I like that. I like that. <laughs> terminating. Sucking. The Bayern Munich too. I watch a lot of their games. Defensively, they have a lot of lapses. But again, I'm talking about when they play against difficult teams, teams that put the pressure, teams that score goals for fun. Not a team like Lazio, who yeah, even yeah, for yeah. them in Serie A, they're struggling to score. They're struggling to possess the ball at all in the midfield. And then defensively, it's like, do whatever you guys yeah. want. We'll, we'll pass you the ball. We'll give you the opportunity. Against, can you imagine training all week to play against Inter or whatever? They have a couple days because they're Champions League. And then you give them... Inter is so good. They don't need anything. Mm-hmm. And then you put it on a platter, like you just said, to one of the best, most informed strikers in all of Europe. I'm Lataro, by the way, even when he doesn't do well, the guy scores a goal. He but, was having a, a quiet game. He yeah. was pretty much a ghost. Mm-hmm. And now he scores again. 29 calendar year goals in Serie A for, for Inter, this player. Yeah. For Inter. Um, but the, the most since 2000 But the crazy thing player. about that Lautaro thing is the confidence he has. Mm-hmm. How many people would have squared it off? I think it was Turam on the other side. He controlled the ball, thought mm-hmm. about it, stopped it, and then chipped it over. So many people would have, first of all, shot it immediately or tried to go for a penalty. This guy went around everyone like traffic cones, and he still calmly placed it over Provedel. I, I was just like, this guy is really on it. It's, it's no fluke, no nothing. This guy just has it. Can I give you a situation? Well, I saw somebody, uh, it was a former Inter player. I don't remember who it was. Was it better than me? It was somebody. Cassano. I was listening. I didn't watch the goal back after that, but he was like, it reminded me a lot of the Champions League final when Lotaro was in that position. And he, uh, isn't that wild? And he screwed it up. Didn't you remember? I remember, yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, I thought about I'm that. Right. You're right. So it maybe, wasn't me that said it. So maybe oh. it shows the Guardiola yeah. himself on the floor. But then again, you're not playing the Champions League, Champions League final against Manchester City. You're playing Lazio. You're playing Lazio. You're playing the ball. Yeah. You know, let's let's all of this negative talk about Lazio to just to, to finish up with the, with the Lazio. Uh, um, I thought you can say something ended off positive. No, That's actually, what I that, would, that would become a motivation for them. So you see, everybody they they they, they yeah. think that we're dead and all the stuff. Let let you know serve as a motivation. Yeah. So if they don't get if they don't get beat bad, you know, you might get a moral victory. Like oh my. God, I played dude. Marusic captain that game. Oh, yeah? Mm. But well, to be fair, they change. did. I got to say, to top it off as a positive subject, Lazio did surprise me of getting out of their Champions League group. Feyenoord were on fire, and surprisingly, they finished over them. So maybe it is something. I'm not saying it is. They also tied uh, Atletico Madrid at home. Provedel, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So also, just to turn it back to Inter, who have to play Atletico Madrid, I'm like, oh, if Lazio can tie... At home, know. listen, uh, listen. Don't don't look at stats. <laughs> I know football never works. Believe that way. me, we'll you're right about that. He's, he is right though. Whenever you Mike, try to add that, yeah, you're already no. asking. It's like it's like a, a team that beats Manchester City, no. like one game, and then you're like, no, oh, yeah, they can oh, win the Champions League. Like, yeah, by default, you <laughs> have to do that. Or it's like the team is like, oh, they have the advantage. They just need to draw this game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that whenever I hear that, oh, man, that's the Mike. Here's the problem with the statistics. Okay, statistics is not a science. Okay, statistics is not a science. I mean, it is a science. Who is not? It's not How's because what you do, you make inferences. For example, for example, let me give a quick, a quick one. Secret smokes cause uh, lung cancer. I have news for you. I have seen smokers that they had two packs or three packs a day that they made it to 99 and people that never smoked, they got lung cancer. <laughs> so right, what I'm trying to tell kids. you, yeah. listen, what I'm trying to tell you 
is that you make inferences, you just base all of those stats. Look at what, it's a perfect example. AC Milan, they hire those two guys over there that's supposed to be good at, with the numbers and all the stuff. And they fire Maldini and, uh, and, uh, and <laughs> So they fire, they fire somebody that it doesn't look at stats. Gotcha, yeah, it yeah. makes stats like part yeah. of his, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, to be yeah. the uh, one small part mm. of a, of his judgment on yeah. on a player and then you you wind up just a, you know hiring player because oh he's very good on the left he does 25 dribbles a, a game or he, he shoots six times or seven times you have to look how good is the the player you have to look at the personality can he play on a stadium like san siro can he take the pressure yeah. can he do there are all of that's, those that's very hard to know but you know if you just see what I'm saying, if you see a, a kid stats, that's playing in a smaller league stats, it's hard Marco, to be able to get to that tell you but that the stats they they become zero when it comes zero. down to it does say something it doesn't show everything that's it gives, what I'm it gives you a, a better chance to succeed you can do to predict the future that's what it is sartori uh we're doing a deep dive on sartori because bologna is we're going to talk about bologna but um sartori doesn't want to watch videos of players he's like i got to go there in person i got to see this guy mm -hmm. he said before covid he never went to go he never watched the video of a player before he's like i gotta i gotta understand the person i gotta see them at a human level and there's a lot of directors like this giuseppe marotta is very famous for that going there and speaking to the person speaking mm. to their family seeing how they interact they just like understanding that yeah, probably <laughs> they want the free voucher <laughs> That's what I thought. I don't watch video. Or coupon. Live to me, <laughs> Or coupon. Yo, Mike, you might have just thrown the ball under the bus. <laughs> you're yeah. right. Okay, let's move on and, and talk about the other Champions League games, and then we'll do we'll mm -hmm. do Serie A, um, Napoli, Barcelona, as you would call them. This group, this draw. I know it looks really bad on paper, it's and it's tough. It's going to be very tough. Mm -hmm. Barcelona too defensively are have not been super sound. There's a lot of problems with Xavi. There's mm -hmm. fans that don't want him to continue next year. Mm -hmm. Will he be the he'll, he's going to remain as the coach? They're not going to fire the guy. But they haven't been amazing. Barcelona. I think they sit third or fourth in in La Liga at the moment, which is obviously not good by their standards. And when I've watched some of their performances, they've not been great. We have to say same thing with Napoli. Napoli at this moment have not been great, but come February. I could see things changing, and the reason why I say that. Cronatelia dealt with a lot of injuries. He was not confident. He wasn't informed. He's starting to put it together. He scored this weekend. Osimen had the problems with his contract, with injuries, with not playing, with Rudy Garcia taking him off. He scored, and they won again this weekend. Assist if those two... two yeah, scored an assist. Yeah, beautiful yeah. assist. If those, two, if those two put it together, they could create magic at any moment. That's my hope. Yeah. Didn't, my Barcelona, didn't Barcelona lose one of the key players? Like, what was it? Uh, uh, Gavi, one of those? Uh, oh, he's injured. Yeah, yeah he's out for I, a long time. I think he's not going to be back for, no, uh, no, for the no. Champions. No, no, no. I think right? he's out for months. He tore his ACL. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I think he's done for the season. Probably, okay. Close to it. The, the yeah. only negative, and the one one more positive before I'll give you the negative. Mm -hmm. Matsari got through his tough period of really congested fixtures where he had to step in. Mm -hmm. He had to qualify for Champions League. He had to play against Inter, Juventus, Atalanta, all tough teams. Now he beat Cagliari. I hope by February he could put things together, and I think he will. The only problem, the only thing I can't stick up for is defensively. Yeah. How do you fix? Rachmane, how do you fix that? Is not gonna get Unless it. you sign somebody one, in January, yeah, but are we really confident that yeah. that would happen? I mean, there's gonna be a lot of time for there. Plus, we didn't even add the African Cup of Nations, uh, Zambo mm. and Gisa and Osiman too. Napoli's huge starters over there, the star players. 
they're going to be playing a little extra games. And then a few weeks later, they're going to be playing in the Champions League. So that's definitely something to add. And yeah, Marco, I think the, the glaring problem for me. I didn't even think about me, that. That's, that's a great saying. point. But I didn't the, even think about and it. And the glaring problem for me is that defense. There's not. It's not like you can say, oh, they're going to get back in form. Their defense is just <laughs> not very good. Mm-hmm. So unless Barcelona, unless the midfield of Napoli can really stop uh, Barcelona do it, it's going to mm-hmm. be a tough game. I think this is going to be like one of those 50-50 anyone can pass through. I'm not really giving that edge to anyone. I agree. It's going to be okay, a, a tough Okay, I agree. Tough I will give an edge to Barcelona this. I got to be honest with you, yeah. Because uh, Barcelona, Barcelona, huh, the quality, you know, the, 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 the game that they have, it's mm-hmm. Xavi, Xavi. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not, nobody's discussing, you know, it's, it's putting Xavi under uh, the microscope. He, he has shown as a player and has shown even as a coach, as that a coach, what's he shown? He has done. You know, last year, last year it was close. No, he did build okay. the team from, he did build from everything. Team. No, from no, a, a lot, lot of young players. Players. No, listen, you listen. gotta give him some credit. Yeah, no. I like Zabi. We can look back at this and we'll see. He's not lasting there. Uh, I don't know. I, to he's be not honest with you, there. I'm not saying he's not lasting, but he's done a lot. What are they building with? What are they building with him? I mean, it's a new generation of Barcelona. Don't forget. Go check their kids. They had a huge, huge, huge economic problems. Yeah. Okay. They're still facing. They're still facing the the rat that they. You're overspend right. and all the yeah. stuff. So having said that, I think Barcelona is got an edge over Napoli, and uh, I would say that January could be the key for uh, the owners of the team, whether it's uh, it's on on our side or on their side, to make some adjustment. Yeah. We pick have up problem a, with defensively with Napoli. Just go on the market, see what's pick available. Maybe yeah. you know. AC Milan is facing the same problem, even though we're not talking about AC Milan we're right now. We'll, we have no defense, so now is the time for you to just. You know, open the page, uh, open the checkbook, open your yeah. wallet. But this game last year, how sick would this have been? <laughs> That'd be incredible for real. Last year, okay, we just all said basically 50 50, 55 45 for you for Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Last year, what would we have said for Napoli chances? It would have been 70 75. I was yeah. thinking, how, how absurd is that? Yeah, still to hear like Napoli, like. Like compared to Barcelona, it still sounds crazy. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's different eras, man. No, I know, but yeah. it's unfortunate that it didn't last. Uh, it didn't carry over to this year. It could be a high-scoring game. Thanks, for because of both of the defenses that are are mm. not uh, up to par. Yeah, yeah, they're not there. But it's a good. That's what I'm saying. Again, you finish second place. You finish second. If we, if you avoid Manchester City and Real Madrid, who for me, it's a win. There's no way you're gonna and go buying, through. To be honest, okay. And Bayern. Okay, but I have our three teams. We could have gotten screwed no, no, and got I, nothing. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure, for sure. So when I take a step back and look, I saw a lot of people complaining, saying it was really bad. I didn't think it was really bad. I so you're saying you would be happy with two out of three, of course, two right? Two out of three is amazing. I think two out of three is Two out of three is great. Mm-hmm. Two out of three. Considering what it could have been, right? Yeah. Again, you finish second. For me, in my book, the way that I see things, you can't complain yeah. about who you get. You put yourself in that position. Mm-hmm. Let's go on to Europa League. And we'll tie in, obviously, the Milan game, the, the games from yeah. Serie A there. Milan gets uh, Rennes. They only have three wins. Mm-hmm. I was checking in their, in their table out of 16. Very low in uh, the league on table. I know you're not excited about this competition, and you kind of wanted them to, to bow out. Mm-hmm. It's so sad because the title of Gazetta was too little too late. And I think that sums up Milan's campaign because they were super wasteful in the early games. The match against Newcastle. If you watch that back today, mm-hmm. I think you'll you'll break the TV. On their home, we should have won. We should have won. You did win in Newcastle at their home. No, we didn't. We tied. No, 
at your at your home. I'm sorry. Uh, not Newcastle. I was talking Borussia Dortmund. Okay. But I'm saying the, the first game. Remember the yeah, opening game? Yeah, yeah, Because you started off we on the right foot. You had game. a billion that, chances. That, was, that should have so been many, a win right Too many there. chances. I really, if you watch this game today, I think Milan fans will, will crack their TVs. It's so disappointing. Also, the game against Borussia Dortmund. Dortmund too. You expect, you expect more, right? And you could have gotten there. And you go mm. out on goal difference. That penalty. At the end that penalty, to PSG. Because you lost 3-0. Compared to two one, so it sucks. It really sucks to see this. But my glimmer of hope, I actually think that this is, and Milan fans are not going to be happy to hear this. Mm. I think this competition could be really good for you in the Europa League. You've never won it before because you've yeah. always been in Champions League. Mm-hmm. It's a it presents itself a good opportunity for Pioli, a route to get fifth place because fourth place in Serie A is very competitive. We have Bologna sitting in fourth place right now. Mm. You're good. You're in third right now. But either way, it helps Italy with the coefficient points to try to maintain that fifth spot. And I think for Pioli, who this is going to be his last year, by all remarks. Everybody, everybody's been saying that. I, what, you, who did you... <laughs> you don't think he's going to... I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's, I think it depends. You're not going to win the Scudetto. Mm-hmm. Coppa Italia, whatever. Nobody. If, you, if he goes out with a Europa League title, mm-hmm. I think he could look back and say... It's a good way for Pioli to end his Milan but career to win the Europa okay, League. Okay, but you're saying this is surely his last season. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not agreeing with you. But let's play a little devil's advocate. Before the season started, what was Milan's season that would be successful? You'd be like, oh, if they did this, this will be a successful season. And let's be realistic now. You have to finish top four. Yes. And you should be close to the Scudetto race. What's close? Close. Within points. Like competitive in the Scudetto like race. four to five points. Six. Okay, six. so if he still but, does that, and it's all, still early. It's still plenty of time to do it's that. It's more so, it's okay, my problem with Pioli, for sure he has to remain the coach. I'm not disputing that. My thing is it feels like the end of the cycle with Pioli and it's time to go on to the next route. I say that because of the players that have come in, yeah. the amount of new players that have come in. Also the communication of the way things have been with players confused on the style that they should play. They're kind of like in this weird limbo period. Is it his fault, everything? No, he gets... Pilly gets way too much blame. I just think it's a good moment for Milan in the summer to reflect. They got this new new owner, not new ownership, but new directors who came in. They could choose their coach on who they want, and they could start building a, a tactical plan that fits what Milan wants to do in the future. I think it can't be that Pilly guides this team then forever. Listen, no, Ibrahimovic, I think uh, he's gonna he's gonna have to sit down with Cardinale. He's gonna have to just you know. Of the of the uh, you know the Record. camera is gonna have to just uh, say hey listen. Why do you disagree? On what? With Pioli. I'm not. I didn't say that. I said listen. I don't disagree or I don't. Pioli. Agree. So what do you? But what we gotta be it? realistic. Okay, but which which side do you want? I'm saying that Milan should move on from Pioli at the end of the season, never to be sacked throughout the season. The part where I didn't, at the end of the, the season. The part where I didn't agree with you is all uh, Europa League coefficient. To be honest, I don't think. Even if he goes to the final or say even wins it, I don't think that really does He's much for really? a, a team no. like Milan. But that's I, a moral. That's like a moral victory agree, for a coach. I kind of agree with Michael. To go out with a European yeah, we're talking title. About Milan, Atalanta, or anything okay, like that. but that's fine. But we're talking about Milan that have seven Champions but League over the past. But I don't think that's something to be like, oh, maybe we'll keep Pioli because he won us Europa. I never said keep. I, that's the complete opposite of what I said. Mm-hmm. I said you still get rid of Pioli. That's a good way for him. His sending off is Pioli winning the Europa League. But what does that's what I'm saying? What does Pioli have to do? If, if there's no point of winning Europa, Europa League, why don't you just bow out of the competition and try to fight as much as you can till May with Inter? Because you're just causing an extra distraction. And for me, at least, because at Europa least you can League, win a trophy. Because at least you can win a trophy. For me, Europa League isn't something to say, oh, wow, you did a great job. You won, a tro- I, I, you won the Europa League. I am kind of a split between what Marco thinks and what you say, Mike. At the end of the day, 
been last on on your uh, been eliminated by the Champions League and been the fourth place, and that it will be just a total disgrace. It will be just a you know the, I get it. The door is three quarter open for Pioli just him. to get out. So having said that, I think you have to judge Pioli and the staff entirely for what they've done at AC Milan. Every week we have players that are injured. I mean, there's got to be something that this guy here is working. The stuff that he, the training staff is part of the coaching staff. There got to be something that is not, it's not working up there. Maybe, you know, you have to judge the, the complex of the, of the team that surrounds the, uh, Peoria and said, hey, by the way, what are you guys are doing? Maybe you are over, uh, you know, you are over uh, taxing the, the, the players with, uh, you know, unnecessary uh, stress. But it's the Europa League, the extra competition a week, is that does that merit playing your players extra? Is it worth well, it? For, for me, I don't think it's listen, worth it. Listen, as an AC Milan fan, I'm telling you yeah. right now, our season, it's almost uh, not a total failure, but it's not a, it's a failure. Because when you are AC Milan, and the, the DNA of AC Milan, you need to go far, the far as you can on the Champions League and the Campionato. Marco said the Campionato is over. I and I agree with him. No, I, I agree with you him. Th- you think if Milan even bowed out no. of the Europa League, they'll, they'll, they'll win the Scudetto? But do, but do they From, win the Scudetto? Maybe not win, but I think they'll get... Um, moderately close respect of respectable I think amount. Both. I think that they could get a respectable no, I amount. I don't agree. So. Both in the Scudetto race already, and in the Europa but League. Milan already have trouble. Why would you play them in a competition that, in my eyes, it I bring, don't think also, it Europa League brings you a lot of money. And it's a it's a route to first, first of place all, too. Europa League, you don't get nearly as much money for Champions League. I think winning the Europa League, you get as much money for leaving the group stage of the Champions League. Well, and I don't do think that. that's Milan's biggest they thing didn't either. Do that. Listen, I, but I'm just saying, I don't think it's worth the squeeze for the players who play an extra I, game. I a did week not like for the my it's not a game a week anymore. Marco, to be honest, what with you, the cases? I did not. Right lie. now, every extra game is a would be a liability for Milan in that competition. I see because I don't see Milan a, a Europa League. Team. I think Milan can get. I think it. Milan can get. Towards the semifinal, mm-hmm. even with rotation players in the Europa League, eh, I don't know. Yes, and listen, then they have to play the semifinals and the final. Listen, that's listen. what I think. I would still it, play the side. I play Simic. I play all the the fellows that Camarda yeah. for the Europa League. Yeah, yeah, come on, it's not Coppa Italia, Mike. Listen, listen. The glass yeah, Coppa Italia. They take it seriously now. What are you talking no, about, Mike? On. Mike, they should take the Coppa Italia more seriously <laughs> than the Europa League. Too, no way. Yeah, Coppa Italia over Europa League. Yeah, never in my life. What would you prefer? Oh, if you Europa could have Europa League. Come on, Mike. Listen, you get Champions League for winning Europa League. Europa League is second. Second grade, bro. Mm. It is second grade. Yes, but it's better than Copa Italia. <laughs> Copa Italia is like below zero grade. No, I, Come on. I don't know. For Copa Italia and, and especially all the uh, all You the get teams, to play the Supercoppa, but, right? The Supercoppa. Yeah, but, but the Copa Italia, everyone plays their starters. At, at least no, from the no. knockouts on. No, yeah. from like what the semifinals knockout? on. I don't know. Listen, Michael, be kidding. Let us know in the comments. The glasses are full, but in this particular case, in AC Milan, the glasses got no water inside. It's not full. It's not half. It's cracked. So we have to see if we can Seeping get somebody out. just uh, you know to fix yeah. the, the cracks and see if we can just uh, starting to fill uh, fill in or again with some uh, some water or some uh, some juice that is gonna bring the the fan the fan and uh, and all the, the you know the people because we are AC Milan. It's not, forget about Pioli. We are AC Milan. The single people like me, the fan, AC Milan. I think that uh, Jerry Cardinale, if he watches the podcast, is gonna know that. Uh, AC Milan is the, the biggest fan base, almost one of the biggest, maybe first or second in the world with the fan base. We got hurt when AC Milan goes out. And you know what? We have to save the face, Mr. Cardinale. So now is the time for you to sit down, just to look at the checkbook and buy 
now, I mean, I'm not saying to overspend. We need to fix our problem. We mm. have a problem. We have a defensive problem. Live purely alone. Purely, it's not, the, 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 you know, 100% our problem right now. Mm-hmm. We need to fix Reinforcements. our problem. Yeah. We have defensive problem. We need a brand new defense. Mm-hmm. Midfield and forward, we are okay with it. We need to spend money on defense. Not just, a, you know, a, a little uh, cerotto, we say Band-Aid. in Italiano. Yeah. In Italiano, il cerotto, noi non abbiamo bisogno. <laughs> abbiamo bisogno of a big patch. What's a cerotto? Cerotto is cerotto a band-aid. It's a band-aid. That's funny. Okay. So, so the, the one one thing, for we, we're not disagreeing at all. Just next thing for Milan, they won 3-0 against Monza. But the cool story was uh, Giancarlo Simic, mm. who uh, Mike brought up. Uh, 18 years old. He, they purely credit to him. He switched to back three. He played Pobega there, and then a few minutes in, he had to come off. And Giancarlo Simic, I remember when he was coming in, I was like, oh, my God. what This is an incredible moment for him. It's actually a good game for him to come in, I, I thought, against Monza. 18 years old. On and then debut. he scores right after coming in. That's beautiful. Dream debut. Yeah. There's a picture of his parents that were crying, crying in the San Siro. Beautiful, beautiful. He looks like a big boy, too. He doesn't seem like he's just he 18 years old. He does, huh? <laughs> But listen again, again. Simic, Simic is a, it's a, it was not by default our defense. It was a contingency. Yeah, exactly. So he, he, we had to get him in because we had nobody else. Like yeah, the, for sure. Okay, yeah, the yeah. project of bringing this you, it was not a project well taught before ahead of the time. It's just like, like Allegri when he brought in young players. That's it's because it. he had to. Like, it, a, yeah. like Amarda. Yes. Or yeah. then Donnarumma in that case with Milan with Sinisa. Well, but Donnarumma, Donnarumma was more thought out. It was more thought out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But they right. had fights with the keepers, right? Diego right. Lopez Diego Lopez and back then. Yeah, but, but Mihalovic, like, I felt like Mihalovic had a clear plan. Yeah, he saw Donnarumma playing I said this guy here no, he, he was good and also was like let me give this guy a chance because I'm not I'm not like in the first and second Simic and Camarda were more like alright we really need uh, but yeah, I, like, like I like those situations yeah, yeah. Marco because yeah, you know yeah. it gives a, a young kid the a opportunity chance. to play yeah, yeah. he gets all of the jeers out you know of uh, playing in San Siro in front of 80,000 j- people jitters, he yeah. went up scoring Okay, he went up scoring. And uh, it's a beautiful story. Okay, whether uh, it's going to just go uh, further or whatever, it's a beautiful story. You debut, you put the, you know, your AC Milan jersey on in front of the big stage and uh, you performed and you went up scoring a spectacular goal, a beautiful goal because it was not easy. A defender to find himself almost a good positioning. Yeah, good positioning. That means he reads well the game. And I give a lot of credit to. uh, to the, the, the coaching staff of, of the young youngsters. Uh, Abate you know, is uh, yeah, doing Abate, amazing. Abate is not a, it's not a joke. Abate is doing He's a doing great, great job. Work. And so, Leao, Leao did really well to set him up too. Leao, yeah. uh, all game, he did a, he had a great match. Yeah. And it was easy against Monza. I think you guys, Milan fans needed a win like this. They needed a 3-0 a win, win where we could say, all right, guys, It was relax. not an easy game, Marco. Palladino, uh, Monza is not an easy, Monza's I, not an easy I, team. Uh, I mean, you think that before, but they Milan gave it to them. I was surprised how well yeah, and we, officially we you well. guys beat them. No, we played well. We played well. Let's move on to the last Europa League uh, draw that we have. Roma Feyenoord. Who, Feyenoord, it's like they're obsessed with going to Rome. They play against Lazio. Yeah. They played the last three occasions in Europe now against Roma. The Conference League final, which they lost. Last year was the quarter finals against Roma, which they lost. Oh, yeah. And now they, they get Roma again. Um, Feyenoord, uh, Feyenoord is a team that they know super well. Uh, Mourinho even had some back and forth with, with them uh, after they beat them in the final, in the Conference League final. For Roma, this is their competition. This is another yeah. one where they went all in last year. Mourinho said, I sacrificed getting a fourth place spot in uh, 
in Serie A to go all in in Europa League and I had to manage those levels. And I really respect that about Mourinho. There's a lot we could say about Mourinho. There's a lot that I think we're going to say about Mourinho with everything that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really respect that about him because I personally like the Italian teams having this mentality of going out there and trying to win in Europe because it makes us look good and we could get the fifth spot so it's even more important. Either way, Roma is extremely reliant on what we've already known. It's the quality of Dybala. It's the physicality of Lukaku. And when they're not there, the loss, shows. The loss against Bologna, hmm. the craziest thing for me is I'm not surprised. Yeah. The boys were... Everybody some, was suspecting Ryan, that. Ryan, I, I knew it. I knew it. Ryan I knew and Matt were texting. Some of our friends were texting that don't watch Serie A and they put money on Roma. So we're telling them, we're like, what are you crazy? Like, don't put, yeah. don't put money on Roma. No. Are you like, you don't know this Bologna side? They're really good. Mm-hmm. They're like, come on, Roma's at least gonna tie, right? I was like, mm-hmm. I would never bet on Roma to, to tie, mm-hmm. which also shows the level of the mm-hmm. way things have gone. Uh, should we talk about Roma first or, or Bologna? No, go finish up with Roma. Roma, Roma. I think uh, they, they they got themselves in a predicament because you lose Libala. I mean, uh, then you lose Lukaku because of a, of a red card. I mean, you're still waiting for Abraham. I think Roma can challenge can challenge that UEFA spot, that UEFA uh, championship. They need everybody healthy. Yeah, but it's gonna they're gonna get Abraham. You never I know. Mean, so in I February, think, uh, Dybala's gonna be back. Lukaku is so gonna be I back. I would say that Roma. I, I will not count Roma out. Roma, Roma, they might, uh, they for, might go. For Europa League, I really see. I think Roma and Milan can go very far. Yeah. Leverkusen's an amazing team that's mm-hmm. still in it. West Ham, obviously, mm-hmm. strong team that's still in it. I truly see Roma and Milan, with, without a doubt, too, one right? of them are going to the final. Galatasaray's in it also, I forgot, right? Yeah, but Galatasaray, they, they don't finish their chances. No. I, I think they'll get... But they I had, think they'll, they had probably one of the tougher groups, and they did very well. I was surprised how well they did. And I, I was very pay for surprised that. how many chances they had. Mm. I think they'll pay for not see. being able to convert chances. Maybe. In, uh, let's go to Bologna. Yeah, let's let's do Bologna. Oh, by the way, one thing about Roma too. Let's talk about Renato Sanchez, who got subbed into a match. Yeah. That was how, tough. Ma- how many minutes was it? That was tough. Eighteen minutes. <laughs> he gets subbed out, and it's the confusion on his face. Yeah, that's he didn't like expect scary. it. Scary. He didn't expect. I didn't that. understand Mourinho's uh, reply to him after. He, he, said, apolo- he said to me, I "Apologize to him but, and all the stuff." But he didn't give a reason. He was not running hard enough. It, it must have been uh, something that they didn't uh, disclose. Because yeah, it wasn't an injury. It was, that, it was that no, it was a personal thing. For he sure, mu- he must have not. Maybe didn't go on the fifty-fifty ball, or he didn't like what he did. Mm-hmm. A certain, it had to be one of those. Well, I, I also saw quotes from him. They weren't about Renato Sanchez, but they could have been about Renato Sanchez. It was just about players mm-hmm. not uh, playing up to par. But you could also talk about Pellegrini to be mm-hmm. one of them. Who mm-hmm. I can't believe that I lo- I, I can't believe it's difference. the same player. Yeah, yeah, but. Just saying, I can't believe it's the same player that oh uh, God, yeah. three years ago Jeez. I was obsessed with. That when he was playing, he was amazing. Very different. Very bad game. Yeah, Roma, bad game. Roma just that's bad couple of seasons. Roma just game. dominated. Uh, it is credit though to Bologna. Dominated. Bologna, yeah, they were dom. Sorry, they were dominated. Mm. Bologna were incredible. I, we already knew that Thiago Motta ha- is a coach. He's a coach for the future. He's a coach for the present. The way that his team plays, they suffocate you, even with their press. It's like they put you in a bad position time after time. The first goal is so oh, well God. worked. The ball through Endoy running in yeah. behind. I think he did the same move 15 times mm-hmm. and Roma couldn't do anything about it. And then they have a they get goals from everywhere. Even the midfielder Moto running in from from the center mm-hmm. to get the goal and Bolinia never stop. They play, they pass. And what's so funny is we get obsessed with the goals. Attacking-wise, they're actually not that great, Bologna's numbers. They mm-hmm. only have like nine to 20 goals, Bologna, on the yeah, season. Yeah, defensively, when the defense, the defensively, defensively only Inter and Juventus mm-hmm. have fewer goals conceded than them. Calafiori, he turned them into a center back. He was a yeah. fullback. He turned them into a center back, and they defend as a unit. They can defend low, 
but they could also press high. They've got this ability to adapt. That's beautiful. I really like how. And first of all, I think. And this game is two seven two on the paper. <laughs> oh yeah, he sees a sideways, right? Horizontal, right? Horizontal. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing, the thing with a Bologna, just one of those teams where they have that that year, everything's falling for them. And I just like how Mota plays the youth, and you can see the kids want to play. Mm-hmm. You just see them running, yeah. pressing, and they're really playing for the coach. And I think Mota. Could be a nice little option for Milan in the future. Mike, Mike, Mike. Okay, don't put words in my mouth. This is my dream. Not <laughs> it's my dream. It's either him or that Zerbi. You know, that Zerbi is tougher. I wouldn't mind him in Paladino. I wouldn't mind him in Paladino. I want players to believe on a coach. That's what I'm saying. And Come on, yo, yo. Enough with ideas. Milan. Yo, let's talk I about... I want players to believe on a coach. Let's talk about Bologna. Okay, Bologna. Forget I about where... I want Tiago Motta there. Let's, let's let Tiago Motta enjoy his uh, time yeah. But uh, But purely, you know, we don't... We, it's not that we don't want you at the AC Milan. Just win what you <laughs> have to win right now, and then we'll talk, okay? But, but I do want to add, though, it is refreshing to see a Bologna team who, in recent years, is content of staying mid-table and just okay of not being relegated. I like Mota came here. He changed things. He's playing youth. He's playing fun football. He's playing football that you want to see. The modern-day football, especially for an Italian coach, you want to see these ideas. You want to see these kinds of... uh, the hunger from the kids. And I think it's the future. I don't think that Mourinho football... I think that's prehistoric, and I think this is the way to move forward. So I really, I'm really ruined for Bologna. I like how they play, and I'm all, I'm, I'm on the bandwagon. I'm happy for them. What's so funny is that you're totally right that they were just tenth. Everything was tenth with Bologna. You think of Bologna, ah, they're gonna be tenth place, mid table. And with a lot of the players that they signed, because they went a completely different route. They went more physical players that were not really Serie A ready, is what a lot of Bologna fans thought. They've put it together, and they've put it together in a way that's incredible. Zigze mm. is a brilliant yeah, footballer. He's good, he's good. He wasn't even a nine, and he's turned Transformed into a crazy yeah. player that looks like he could become one of the top top players. Very confident on that with Soon the ball. In, uh, in Serie A, he's got a great technique, but he likes to get stuck in. He's like six one, six two, super technical on the ball. Turns up in the big moments. I love a player like that, and he's done it. He's he's pulled up big. I think it's six goals in the last eight games or nine games, something like mm-hmm. that, and, and coming up in, in those big moments. The beautiful thing about Bologna is that it's all from what we always talk about, the sporting director, right? Sartori. They brought in Sartori, and everything changed. Exactly. There they, we go. That's a key right there. It's a mastermind. And you, you look at some of the greatest teams the teams that struggle, like Manchester United, right? That have no vision. That have no thought. They just throw money and money at everything. Yeah. And then you see the opposite, which is this Bologna, which is a side that I love, the underdog. Though We have to, we don't have a lot of money. We have to outsmart. We have to find better players. We have to make the group mm. better than anything. We need to get the next best young coach they don't go for to the put things together. They look at the group. They That's find the, the and, when, and when they do that, it's special. Mm. And you look at Sartori's track record. He took Chievo Verona from Serie C2, to a Champions League qualifying route. Kill Verona. It was a miracle. Then he went to Atalanta, built up Atalanta. By the way, after he left Kill Verona in 2014, oh, downhill. Mm-hmm. Atalanta, he built up Atalanta. He found these players. He's an incredible scout. Some of the greatest players that you talk about that moved on to great careers, Sartori found them. He is doing this again with Bologna. Bologna. He's not a guy that goes on the TV. He's not loud. He doesn't talk. Behind the scenes. Super Mm low-key. Does his job and gets results. So it's right that we talk about him. Tegomota is amazing. Tegomota is going to become one of the next best coaches, I think, in the world. 
but it's also Sartori and this Bologna side who have put a good team in front of mm-hmm. Tegumota to allow him to do but this. But those partnerships are very vital. That's why Conte wanted uh, Marotta at Inter because they work well together. You want a director and a coach to talk the same language. Mm-hmm. You know, you want them to understand each other what they want. And I think a lot of that goes under uh, under the radar, and that's Marco. I agree with you with Manchester United. They're just one of the teams that they hope money's the solution, but in reality. You got to look at the guts of the team and really target the problem to solve. At the it. end of the day, this is the only thing we have left in Italian football. When you yeah. think about it, the, the only thing that we do top, top, because we don't have the best league, we don't have the best players, we're not the home of that. But when you talk about putting things together, our sporting directors and our coaching is next level, yeah, next level. Sure. There's guys that you never even heard of that if they, I really wish, there's a part of me that wishes there was an alternate reality where I could put. A guy like Marotta at Manchester United or Sartori at Manchester United, just to see. And then all the media is going to go crazy. Look at this genius that Manchester United discovered. No, no, they're doing it. They're doing it on a small level. Exactly. They're doing it on a, on a budget where one Manchester United player pays for 10 years of Can you believe this Bologna. But I know, I know we sound old and grumpy, but it's just a beautiful part Listen, that we don't get to example highlight. example is Giuntoli. Giuntoli at Napoli, the team was I like that, 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 the perfection. He moves from Napoli, goes to Torino. Juventus, all of a sudden, it's like, a, a, you know, they, they got cured for, from a, a very, very, very bad disease. So Juventus now, it's, you know, running a six-cylinder. And he just joined. So he hasn't even gotten the real touch so yet. I guess it's the mentality and the approach to the to the, the building up uh, the team that I think what's what's uh, what's key for those sporting directors. And no, on, the, on the reverse side, look at Napoli. Napoli has yeah. got the same team of last year, except for mm. Kevin Jay. Yeah. And then here we are. Napoli looks like a and team that, uh, you know, is having a little trouble, you know, with the hope that the things are going to get much also better. Also communication, right? The communication it's between very and being close. I've heard Julie talk about traveling with the team and mm-hmm. understanding that you have to take responsibility. Players can't get away with certain things if the director is there that has courage, that has right. hey, an ability. That's it. Paolo Maldini for, for Milan mm-hmm. was another one of those players. But Maldini went a little bit further because mm-hmm. he wasn't just a figure. He was somebody that also chose players. You can players. also say Tare for Lazio also. And that's another one. That's right. it. That's it. But I was they, about to bring it in. But when I, the, the difference with that is that Lazio never built anything substantial. You look at Lazio. They don't develop any youth players. They haven't had good scouting. They made awful deals like Muriki, yeah. for example. They made awful deals in the last years. For me, that's not the same Maybe level the same. as those. But then again, also, the director can only do so much. If the owner or the CEO <laughs> says something, right. there's limitations. Mm-hmm. There's some clubs that says, this. here's mm-hmm. the keys to the club. You do you. But then there's also some owners like ADL that limits, you mm-hmm. know, and says... Listen, whatever I say yeah. goes. And I think the ego is Listen, a big thing. He a lot of people don't talk about. though, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. But overall, at a... Lotito's a better example. Lotito, yeah, at some point, Because Lotito's camera. like, who, he's like running the club. Marco, we yeah. were watching the game here at the studio. And uh, when uh, yeah. when uh, Lazio went down, uh, the camera went a couple times on Lotito. And Lotito, you Bro. know, seeing Lotito without Tare next to him. He had a nice little like hat, too, also, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I like the style. You would look good in one of those. Yeah, I might. So, uh, I wouldn't lie you in the studio with yeah. that. <laughs> anyway, with it, without that. it looks kind of strange being <clears throat> Lotito just being by himself out there. I think it was his son next to him. And mm. uh, Tare is not there. Tare, Tare was... Uh, it was, it was the key for uh, Lazio to, <clears throat> to make a 
to make all of the moves on the market and then to bring some a bunch of players uh, mm-hmm. into the equation and For make sure. Lazio the, the, the Lazio that we knew. This one other coach uh, that we didn't talk about because uh, the team they played is not in Europe, but I think he's at that level and he's going to get there younger early on in his journey is Gilardino with mm-hmm. Genoa, who once again, just like the Bologna uh, match, I said to myself, I'm not surprised that Genoa, I fully expected Genoa to get a point against Juventus mm-hmm. because of the style of play, because of the matchup, because of Gilardino, because of the way that Genoa, the, the thing that impresses me about Genoa too is that they are very upset even at results that would make a lot of teams happy. When I saw them tie 2-2 to Napoli and after the match, they looked like they lost. Mm-hmm. I said, my gosh, this is not a team that just came from Serie that's B. A mentality. That's happy. But that's the mentality of it. I think, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think... Like, you can compare a lot to other teams. I think it's a mentality of the club, and it shows with that anger tying to the reigning champs. It shows that you're not just here to stay in Serie A. And I think it says a lot about the club. It says a lot about the ambition. It says a lot about uh, the owners of the club, and I think that's a positive mm-hmm. sign. You got to show that you're angry. Mm-hmm. They, they got results against Lazio. Napoli, Roma, Juventus, and nearly against Milan. I know. Nearly. It, it went down to the yeah, death. Yeah. Their home Skin stadium the is a fortress. 25,000 season tickets sold. There's a big enthusiasm about the about the Without team. Without Retegi, too. Without, Without Retegi, mm-hmm. which surprised point. me. Gumminson is, mm-hmm. is a excellent. baller. Excellent. Albert, baby. He is. He's good. He excellent. reminds excellent. me so much of when I used to watch Dybala at Palermo. That that sort of tricky good, player, the low socks. Too. It's physical too. Great player. I think six goals now. That guy is not going to last in Genoa. They're going to somebody's going to snatch him out. It's true. So. Dragoshin too in, yeah. in the back. They have a. They built a team. They built a, a little team that fights. And what's so the reason why I didn't like this matchup is because for Juventus, you watch if you watch Juventus's games, they love when the other team has the ball. Mm-hmm. Their comfort zone is staying compact, fighting. We're going to get a corner kick. We're amazing at that. Set pieces, counter, Genoa play. Almost the same Similar way. Football. They are nineteenth, and when I read that they're 19th in possession, I said, "Oh, Juventus! Juventus don't have the creativity to they break don't, down a defense they, like that. They don't yeah. have that. They're, that's not where Juventus is yeah. great at." He said before the game, we were watching the game at the studio. He said that before the game, and that's sure enough. I said, "Hey, listen, I, I see even you remember I said that, that the Genoa is not going to win, but he's not going to lose this game either." So, uh, well, you know, we put at the tie. I mean, very unfortunate for Juventus because uh, I'm not sure if it was Bremer uh, that, uh, you know, he tried to push the ball in the last couple, uh, couple yeah. uh, minutes. Oh, yeah, he didn't yeah. go in. But the goalkeeper made a spectacular save. Mm-hmm. Hey, for you to make a, the goal count, the ball has to, go, has to touch the net mm-hmm. on the bottom. And, they, and the they, had, they had the Bonnie so, with the handball that, yeah, you know, you yeah, look back uh, for sure penalty. Uh, when you look at it, that's just the way that it is. But let's speak in football terms. We we bring that up. The refereeing in Italy, it's... You know what the craziest thing to me? And the Varte. I had yesterday uh, Giuseppe Rossi and Mike Grella. Mm-hmm. Giuseppe Rossi played the top level. He was at one point in the top rankings with uh, Ronaldo and Messi. And we're, we're talking about another penalty kick. And they're like, wait, is that a penalty? Yeah, it is. No, it's not. I said, how the hell am I sitting at this table with two guys like this... And they're questioning what a penalty. We've lost all sense. We've lost yeah, every true. sense true. of what football means. That the best, yeah. the players don't know. The fans don't know what a penalty kick is. That's a deeper conversation. And sometimes our refs don't we, know. Because <laughs> they got to go back to VAR. Sometimes. <laughs> what about Atalanta today? Look, let's bring Atalanta. I was watching the game. On the on the second goal that Atalanta scored, oh, yeah. that was a, a handball with the, of a, a Scal- Scalvini. Scalvini. Scalvini pushed the ball with the, with the, with his arm uh, forward. I said to myself, "Oh, they're gonna they're gonna take, review, it, away. They're gonna take it away." Sure enough, you just don't boom. know. Boom! I mean, 
Hello, what's going on? English. I you know, if you have to apply those rules, make sure yeah. you do it consistently. That's the hardest it's thing. That's so a, annoying. It's become a disaster. I saw, um, I saw a post or a tweet from a, a commentator that said, how have we gotten to the point where our first reaction when a, a referee goes to the monitor is, Oh, he, that's going to be given. Yeah, that penalty yeah, yeah. would be given. The fact that because we know he's going to the monitor and he's going to see the image, that's going to be given. It's like a kind of... You, you see? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, no, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. I don't like the way it's going. Hopefully, within the next year or so, they really straighten it out. Do you and think I, it will? I think the big... I hope so. I think the biggest thing is consistency not just within the leagues but within the top five that's leagues. true i agree with that with with europe yeah because sometimes you can say i hate when people say oh that's a penalty in Serie, but not in champions league that's wrong why is that's it that wrong. why is it, it should be wrong. a penalty in football and that's it but i think i think that's more so a fan reaction of because we know that it's much lighter yeah, in Serie. that's what i'm saying i so hate that like i think that Okay, I and think that's a fan for reaction. Too, and the defenders have to defend differently in Europe or in Serie A because it's not consistent because it's given here that's and right. it's not given there. Uh, 100% that's not agree. Right. Hey, Marco, but, uh, you know, I've been reading lately that MLS is going to implement those new rules yeah. for, uh, you know, uh, making uh, the, the ref explain or the bar explain what yeah. was the decision. And, and time 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 seconds try to, get to you know, to not like replicate that. or mimic a little bit what they do in uh, the American football over here, which I think is a great idea. I think it's an excellent because, idea, uh, yeah. The public deserves to know exactly yeah. what decision was made and why. We're left clueless. So uh, that's for sure. But yeah. it's I, true. I wonder if they're actually going to explain things or they're just going to say what it it's is. It's a start. It though. is good. It, yeah, it's a start on the right direction where MLS is going. We've with been this. preaching mm. this thing here for a long time. So finally, finally, the rumor is starting to uh, not because I'm not sure because of us, but a lot of people well, yeah, they say that's hey, the fans for sure. Hundred okay. percent. Oh, hey, we wanted to know what's going well, on. Yeah. And what Mike said is, I think, is very important. How can you just be? Worrying that the, uh, 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 you know a very soft penalty in Italy is going to be given, and then yeah. on EPL, yeah, yeah, yeah. on the Spanish Premier League, or in France, they're not going to they're not going to give it. Yeah. So this consistency is key for the for soccer to grow uh, health wise, because you know we cannot really say oh in Italy is it's a in France is B in England is D enough enough because you know mm -hmm. we play international competition and we want to make sure that the rules are applied equally regardless mm -hmm. of your uh, geographic uh, you know location, uh, location. <laughs> yeah. it should be a governing body one other thing sure. since you brought up MLS I know we don't talk about American soccer on uh, on us but it's a little bit more close to home what they did with the US Open Cup has like rattled me up I'm so upset I'm so upset oh, that yeah, yeah. they pulled the teams out of the US Open Cup. And it's a little bit more personal for us. We're at the Brooklyn Italians party, mm -hmm. the Christmas party. Brooklyn Italians is a historic club, a historic club in terms of setting the foundation for American soccer in this country who won the US Open Cup. Mm -hmm. And when you hear them, they're like so disappointed because they're trying to get back into things. And there's no hope because they took away MLS teams from a US Open Cup, which is the only thing that I, I don't like MLS. I don't watch it. I, I watch the big games. I watch you know finals whatever yeah. i actually like the open cup because there's tradition we've done it in this country before it's the david versus goliath you get the small team against a big team i watch those games because it's a little bit fun youngsters get the chance to play against an mls yeah. club they'll get discovered they'll go on to greater yeah. things and we get rid of that because yeah. it's for money for power because you're not running the competition for me I you know, so it's hurting. This is hurting actually American, uh, you know, American football, the MLS, because you know, the, uh, was the, the two Peters we were discussing that at the Brooklyn Italian. By the way, Mike, there was good food, mm. you know. Any Greeks? Mm, yeah. 
Oh, wonderful. Pete, uh, Pete's wife. You know? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, cool. but, uh, uh, you know, nice atmosphere as, as always. And, uh, you know, the thing is that that was uh, this major discussion. I mean, uh, you know, people, they, they care. You can have all the time those uh, 15 teams or 20 teams uh, slug it off. Nobody goes up. Nobody gets, uh, nobody goes up. Nobody goes down. There is no challenge coming from the bottom. In other words, the, the, the table is set. It's like basketball, no promotion from the bottom. Yeah. It's like there is no incentive for uh, for people to just uh, showcase for for the youth, for somebody else, for um, a new organization to come up and challenge the, the status quo that they have. And so it's not the, what our sport's about. Yeah, and at you, the core of our sport, our sport is a poor man's sport. Yeah. It's a reason why you have a ball. You play in any part of the world. It's the complete opposite of it. And I get they say the, the schedules, but then they created the League's Cup. Mm-hmm. It's all about control. I think they feel threatened with the USL that's trying to come up. But it's you have to – not everything is a good business decision. Just because numbers-wise, you know, it doesn't yeah, earn you the most yeah. money. Long term, for me, you hurt the sport in this country. Yeah. For young kids. And you know what this reminded me of too immediately once I saw the links and all the media coverage on it? I thought about – when the Coppa Italia did this with excluding, I believe, Serie C teams for the Coppa Italia. What was it, two years ago that they didn't allow Serie... It's, I don't want to get, I don't get the, this wrong. It reminded me of the Super League is what it reminded me of. Mm. I don't want to get this it wrong. Because that's exclusion too. Yeah, the Super League. Yeah, and guess what? Yeah. The fans revolted. And guess what? They got rid of the Super League, right? Maybe it was... I don't want to get this wrong. Don't go me on it. But I believe... Uh, before three years ago, Coppa Italia started included included the Serie D teams, and recently, the past couple of years, they, they eliminated they eliminated yeah. them yeah, and yeah, started yeah. from Serie C I'm and sure forward. About the timing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. another part of the they versus Goliath discussion because we saw a lot of upsets in Coppa Italia and saying, "Wow, this team in the fourth division just beat uh, Juventus or yeah, or whatever, just beat a Serie but, but B our team." Co- or our going Coppa like Italia is, is wrong too. I don't like our Coppa Italia mm-hmm. because you look at other leagues, you look at like FA Cup, there's mm-hmm. actually brilliance of that. Mm-hmm. You have to make, for me, you have to make the big team play away at the small team. That's where you get the beautiful storylines. When they have to go play yeah. at a Serie B team's club or Serie C team, if they make it that way, right? In Germany, that's what's happening right now. There's a team. Bayern got eliminated, uh, yeah, no? Yeah, Bayern got eliminated, and I think it was Dortmund or, or Frankfurt. Uh, we, we I'll search it up uh, when you guys start talking. That they are the ones who have screwed up and that's a beautiful story that's a game that i'm gonna watch that doesn't watch a german game i'm gonna get excited our Coppa italia is boring our Coppa italia very boring is so boring it's become just like a, a, all right ah, we have to play that okay you just get 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 the guys it, on the bench it would be amazing it would be amazing if we took the Serie A team and we go made them play if the other team promotes make them play away they put too much power for the bigger teams yes that's it's what it too is. much they already yeah. have a huge advantage exactly. and maybe it doesn't make sense again business wise because oh why does Inter have to travel to go there but guess what it helps grow for me that helps grow the sport it make will it, be way more exciting make it even a financial incentive then it's way the winner of the, 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 the players that they win the Coppa Italia they get uh, I don't know a uh, million dollar each well uh, you know I, I, mean? I don't know about that much but hey, uh, it's, it's something it's but, something so let them fight well, that's you a lot. First I mean? of all, that's a lot of money. Second of all, I do believe that it's not mandatory, but a lot of the coaches, at least for the smaller teams, they incentivize the players and give them bonuses if they do win something so like that. So Saarbrücken, they knocked out Saar- yeah, Frankfurt yeah, 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 and yeah, they yeah. knocked out Bayern, Bayern Munich. And again, they played both of those games at home. That's they played those away, games at home. Away from oh, they home, played home, at home. Yes, yes. Saarbrücken home. played at yes, home. Yes, yes, they had Bayern Munich go there and then scored a 96 minute goal to win that. it. That was Come crazy. On, everyone. That's, but that's the, the thing that those, those that's are, the thing that gets shared in the yeah. group chat. I remember they make everyone was talking about. When's the last time you ever shared a thing about Copa Italia in a group chat? 
Nothing. Uh, I won a Greek play last week. Yeah. <laughs> You do that if it's a lower. Yeah, that's lower why level. you shouldn't ask me. You gotta ask someone else. That's more. Either general. way, whatever. Um, I didn't want to bring up open cup, but you you said it. And for us, we're still we live in America, and this is what always puts me off about American soccer. Yo, tradition. It's important. Our history. I, and this is from somebody. I like goal line technology. I like technology being implemented. But we also gotta respect our traditions and to respect our culture, especially because we have none. America is a country. We have none. The little that we have. We should at least yeah, embrace preserve it. it. Embrace it. At least. Yeah. In America, you know, it, it, it's kind of that they gutted competition out of the, the, the contest. In other words, hey, the sport, the sport itself is a competition. Soccer is a competition. Why did you have to eliminate the people, I mean, the team that they want to try to come from the bottom and challenge? I'm not saying three. Just make it one. Yeah, one yeah, yeah, team. Yeah. That's what we were talking about at the party. One team. There gotta be some team over there that you're starting to build from the bottom, and then you challenge the big guns. So uh, you know you have to do it. Do we do we need to say anything about Fiorentina? Fiorentina won one zero. Beltran scored. Very fortunate three mm. points from Fiorentina. Mm. I, the, the, against Verona, I thought that the game was going to be a, a you know a, a very dark yeah. dark day, but uh, they managed to pull it through and. Uh, you know, Fiorentina is going to be challenging uh, again. It's going to be probably uh, one for of the teams that is going to challenge. For, yeah, for yeah. sure. They're right there. It's uh, for Europe and maybe the champions could be one of those uh, those teams. And they're another say. one who still haven't put it together completely. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. They With haven't. Nico Gonzalez going he, down yeah, right now. Gonzalez is... But they yeah. haven't put it together in terms of their goal scoring. Like, they've they've had to rely on Ranieri to score, yeah. Martinez Cuarta to score. Beltran has himself for, yeah. Beltran and, and Enzola. Yeah, but they're grinding, Marco. They're grinding. This is the yeah, thing. No, I mean, for how well they, they did, are. you got to give them credit. But what I'm, sa- but what I'm saying is they're not wise. there yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, they have, for sure. They could be a really, really, really tough But it team. shows how serious they are, even in the tough moments where everything can go wrong, they're still getting these that's results. That's mentality. So but I think that's a big part they, of it. They, they, again, we outlined all the, the young coaches who are coming up. That's my only hope for Italian football and Serie A is the coaches. Mm-hmm. For me, it's that. It's that at least we have that in we our have back the, pocket. We are the maestro. We don't have we don't have stadiums. We don't have the best players. We don't have the best. We have the you best know, coaches. You're stuff. right. That's right. That's the only thing that I'm like. At least we got Italiano coming up. We got Gilardino. We've got Tiago Motta. We, we, what? What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> this guy did like that. was coaching at well, was coaching at Sassuolo, and now they're talking about him. They're West talking Dan. about him for uh, national team, Manchester City, and Real Madrid, which is amazing. Anyway, guys, thank you oh, for Milan. watching. Milan, Milan too. Okay, that's yeah, it. that's right. It's always about you and Milan. Yeah. It's always about. Are you Milan. new here? Listen. It's always about Milan. Listen. He didn't get it. The tifosi, did you get it? Yeah. There we go. The, the what tifosi, is it? What is it? We are the DNA. DNA. AC okay. Milan. Okay, we are the DNA. Oh, if you piss okay. us off, he's going to be bad problem. Whether it's Cardinale or whether it's... Uh, you guys call the devils for a reason. We right? are the devils, okay? Yeah. The Juventus is fino alla fine. It's never going to be an end for AC Milan. Mm. We're here to stay. So we're not... Be, be, did, you you know. s- did you see Giroud's brother? <laughs> that's Giroud's brother. Oh, it looked like Jesus. Yeah, 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 read the ca- let him read the caption, actually. You got to yeah. scroll. Wow, it looks exactly almost like Anto, a, a read, 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 read what it says. Jeru's brother looks like a prehistoric version of him. But with the bottom. The bottom. Bro, played in BC Milan. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of AC Milan, it's BC Milan. That was good, huh? Oh, I like that. Can you text it to me? <laughs> that, was Guys, a, that was a top caption. That's a nice doll. I'll take that. I'll take Guys, that. Guys, thank like you for it. watching. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao, ragazzi. Uh, and Forza? Milan. And? And Bari. <laughs>